0: Hello and welcome in this is the podcast builder versus buyer and I'm the host Adam Steiner. This is a podcast dedicated to the home building industry, bringing the two sides builders and buyers closer together through advice and education kind of mediating that relationship as it were. So today I'm going to continue on the series of designing for real life. Today we're going to talk sticking to a budget everybody's favorite thing. Let me start by saying everyone's taste is bigger than their budget. Everybody, every single person. So even the people that make the joke like, oh, yeah, we got champagne taste on a beer budget, even though they acknowledge it, they still are a little askew in what their budget is actually going to get them. And then, especially on a market that's drastically affected by a global pandemic with things like lumber pricing and appliances, like the, the landscape is constantly changing. So it's it's really hard, even if you do have good expectations set, to know what it's actually gonna cost you to build that thing. Here's a couple of things I would say for starters. I know if you're a longtime listener of this podcast, you've heard me say this before, but I love getting a builder involved early. Um, There's some architects out there that believe that a a good architect can really direct you on a budget. And I I I think I don't want to minimize that. There are some that are doing a good job at it, but the point remains, nobody is going to know numbers better than the person actually building the house and charging you money for it. So get them involved early. What I would do is have an initial conversation. Say, "Hey, there, here's a couple floor plans we like. We like this style. Just I don't need an exact number now. What's rough price per square foot?" Builders hate that question, but you'll probably get an answer, and it's probably going to be a pretty big range. I would, in your planning, stick to the higher end of that range and just assume you're gonna you're gonna end up at that higher end, um, and then and then do the calculation backward from there, and then I would also go out and look at spec homes that are being newly built in your market and what those are priced at. So if they're in your square footage and in your budget, it stands to reason that you should be expecting that level of feature and finish in your home as you build it. I I think there's some disconnect that if you want – drastically better features than the spec homes that are popping up in your market, your home better be drastically smaller or vice versa. If you want drastically bigger than than the spec homes in your market, you better have drastically worse features. Pricing a home is a it's a complicated equation, but it pretty simply boils down to quantity and quality. So you just have to adjust those two levers um to to get to a final dollar. But I would say for starters, start low. And then on that note of spec homes in your price range. So I see this, everybody loves Pinterest and House. And I do too. And I get a lot of great ideas from those places. The point here is, if you are seeing pictures of features and finishes and things you like in those homes that you're not seeing anywhere else in your market, no other builder is doing that, odds are it's expensive. I, I, I would venture out and say, if you like it, it's probably expensive. So just go in with that assumption, go in with an open hand and say, hey, this is the look and style I like. I'm okay adjusting this somewhat to make it more cost effective. Because if you show a builder a picture, let's odds are it's a multi-million dollar home of a picture that you took from Pinterest and say, hey, I love this there's probably 20 things in that picture the builder can point at and say, okay, do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want, it looks like in this picture they have eight inch base trim and really wide casing. Are we pricing out that? It looks like the, um, all the openings, none of them are drywall wrapped. They're all cased openings. Are we pricing out that? It looks like every flat surface is quartz. Are we pricing out that, you know, and, and you can start to have those conversations, um, Or just be helpful to your builder and say like, no, we really just like that you can hang wine glasses here. And and we like that this picture had it, or we liked this tone of wood color, like try and hone in on things like that. It'll be really helpful in your pricing conversation. But big picture is look around at your market and as best as you can look at homes in your price range and have that be the filter at which you set your expectations, um, you'll you'll probably be better off. Okay, back to quantity versus quality. Quantity is the easiest thing to adjust, or at least talk about early the square footage of the home, um, and then obviously like the the perimeter of it really dictates that. So the more the more bump outs and things, it get, it gets more expensive. But uh, I would really hone in on what you absolutely need and not what you want. Have those those frank discussions with your family, um, your significant other, and try and figure out a way to get the home as small as possible, and take that to your designer or architect instead of starting out as big as possible, putting everything in your wish list. If you put everything in your wish list, I guarantee you you will be over the budget that you have in your head. If you don't have a budget and you say we just really want that, then awesome. Do that. Put everything you want in your wish list, give that to the architect or designer, and have them design it. But my experience is that's not most people. Most people do have a real budget that they need to stick to. So try and, even before your talks to builders and designers and architects, try and pull out as much stuff as you can. So really focus in on okay, how many bedrooms do we need? Do we need an office? Can we? build an office later in the basement, like have all those conversations, get it as concise as possible. And I'll say as a designer from from my perspective, if it comes in under budget and you need to expand, that's always easier than making the home smaller. So it's almost always easier to make a footprint bigger, stretch things one way or another than it is to make things smaller because you, you really get into problems with places like bathrooms and hallways that just there's minimums. You don't want to go below and and it's hard to chop square footage out. That's been designed in already. So that's my two cents on floor plans. Okay. And then once your, your floor plan is dialed in and you're ready to get this bid with a builder, I would through the concept phase of building Be sending those versions to your builder. Say, "Hey, our budget is five hundred thousand. This is the first draft our architect came up with. Are we on track for that? Yes or no? Why or why not?" Um, Good conversations to have. I would I would continually send them them that through the process to just make sure you're you're hitting those numbers. Um, And then as you're getting close, you're, you're finalizing those concept drawings. You're ready to get a bid set to a builder, you know, develop construction documents, what have you, um, have things in the floor plan that you're ready to take out if, if you need to be flexible with that number. So here's a few things that are easy to take out from a builder's perspective, finished basement. Um, often it's, it's easy to price that, like give a unit pricing to it, or it's easy to to add or remove the, um, Features and finishes down there. You've already got the structure, so that's an easy one to pull out later if you are over budget. An exterior finish like a patio or a deck; those are easy to pull off or resize um, to remake the budget. Landscaping you can completely pull that out. um, Do landscaping on your own. You know, hire somebody after the home is closed if you really need to hit your budget. And then. The trim features in the home, if you want a lot of built-ins, benches, lockers, hooks, um, wall details, wainscoting, all, all that, um, that stuff is easy to pull off as well because you're not, you're not affecting the structure that's really just changing the work order that the builder sent to um, the trim contractor. And then cabinets and flooring, I think are easy to adjust as well. You can, you can scale back the level of quality you want in those pretty easily, you know, adjust, adjust allowances. And those usually end up being, and let me say countertops too. um, Those usually end up being bigger ticket items as far as your selections go and your selection allowances. So it's easy to scale those back. Just if you do scale that back know what that gets you where where you're scaling it to if you go from a 50 grand cabinet budget to a 30 grand cabinet budget have a have those conversations with your builder okay what is what does this mean we're selecting from now um, versus what we were what you originally had in the budget you know what how does that change so those are some things that are on the easy side to take out here, let me speak for builders for a sec. There's some stuff your builder doesn't want you to take out or doesn't want to to bid without. It's just just really hard to do practically. I get this question a lot is people will like, "Okay, can we can we finish this room except except just give us a credit. We don't need we don't need you to carpet it. We don't need you to drywall it. We don't need you to paint it." The builder is on the inside rolling their eyes at that because you just picked by far the cheapest of, of all the, the, the things to, to finish that room. Um, and, and so the, the credit is very minimal there. So they're, they know they're going to have a hard conversation with you of like, Oh, if I credit that back, they're going to be upset with that number, even though that is actually what we pay for those things. Um, you know, and like the painter doesn't just come through the house once they're in, I think it's like, yeah, there's a, a bunch of trips a painter makes to a home um, before final paint. So, like, to just like pull out one room, it, it's you're making the builder make a custom order with their painter, and it's almost more work for them than it would be the savings for that 150 square feet that you pulled out of the plan by not finishing that room. So, builders really don't like that question um, because it, it's honestly not going to save you much. And here's another thing; sometimes depends on the inspector and how they rule this, but um, it's hard to get a room finished and, and lumber framed and access to the house without drywall in it because there's fire code issues. Um, so that's that's a tough one to pull out as well. And then another one is uh, this may be obvious, but it's it's just really hard to do is pull out a area from the floor plan late as i discussed earlier like it's practically hard to do just from a geometric perspective you're affecting a lot of things when you're pulling out rooms of the house and then especially after they have bid it they basically need to do a whole rebid like they're not going to send it to the lumber company and say like okay we need 200 less studs and 20 less floor joists. And like, can you just take those off the bid? Like the lumber company is going to want to rebid that and everything. So that is, is hard to do. Um, And it, usually a builder doesn't have the unit pricing, like ready to just pull out 50 square feet from the plan and say, Oh, that's X dollars per square foot after it's bid, because every, a lot of things are just locked in. Lastly, I would say, clients ask to play with like, look out and walk out. Usually this is a conversation earlier in the process. Like usually it's figured out, but look out and walk out on your home site. Usually end up making the home more expensive. You have more exterior wall, you have more siding. um, Your, the excavation is different. The foundation is dropping and different. And so those usually tend to add cost to the build. And it's really hard to pull out because it's dictated by your site. So, if you picked a home site that's sloping and it lends itself to be a walkout lot, it's really hard to go back, especially after the bid, and say, Hey, can we make this a flat lot? Can we take out that walkout charge? Your builder's probably gonna shrug their shoulders and say, You know, sorry, like that. It just doesn't work like that. So, that's what I've learned over the years. Some quick tips in working toward a budget. But to sum up, start small, ask questions early and often and and be ready, be ready to take things out or adjust as you're going. All right, that's it. If you have any questions or love to contact the show, I would love to hear from you. Um, I'm on Instagram builder at builder VS buyer. Also on TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, Uh, my design firm is at burnham design co that's b-i-r-n-a-m design co um yeah reach out let me know what you think of the podcast if you have any other notes comments or questions last but not least thanks to andrew michael better for the music